So hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. Every week I'll be talking to a different creative about something they're working on over lockdown or something they'd like to put on or have exhibitioned or shown after lockdown ends. This is going to be the first kind of chat I have and I'm going to be having it with my very special friend Gina Donnelly, my creative partner. So how are you Gina? Good, yeah. I brought you here basically because you're the person I go to see most theatre with, right? Mm. And you're the person I'm constantly just chatting to theatre with. So I thought, who better to start with than you, right? But Gina, I'm really fed up with Zoom calls. And I'm really fed up with watching stuff online and then clicking away from it and not having like that kind of rush of being like, well, that was shite or that was brilliant or like whatever and going to the pub and having a chat and then some cunt will just be like that was shit but I could do it better here's my fucking five point plan and my manifesto for what I think theatre should be and me going yeah mate that sounds fucking amazing and then you going we'll just catch yourselves on will we talk about the Sopranos I was just thinking through all of that how much I hate all of those things I was like the last thing I want to do is go to the pub and talk about theatre so I'm so glad that you recognised that. But it, it's, yeah, like, it's not for, it's not for everyone. You hear no. enough theatre. I torture you enough about my opinions on things. And I just, I just want to say I don't care about anybody else's opinion. But after a certain time at night, I don't care about anybody else's opinion. And generally, if you've been to see a play and you're out and it's like nine o'clock, like, other than a sort of a, here wasn't that good or whatever, that's kind of all I want to hear. I don't want to hear other people talking about how they could do it better. Yeah, I do want to hear people talking about why they could do it better. And that's what I miss most. And that's what the podcast is going to be about, Gina. I'm going to be That's okay, because it's, it's, um, it's not nighttime yet. We're not at my cutoff for other people's opinions. Okay, so I'll release it in the morning then. Yeah, and within, sort of within working hours, up until six o'clock, I can listen to other people's opinions. Okay, okay. See, the reason I have you here is because I need you to keep me grounded and to keep me humble. So when mm. it's a silly decision, I just, I feel like I need to run it by you. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of the time you run it by me and then continue to do what you want anyway. Well. But that's, I mean, you have free will and I don't want to take that away from you, but I do, I do just think that I'm not sure that I'm, you're relying on me the way that you should be. Okay. Okay. Well, I suppose that's something for me to think about in my own time. Something for the listeners as well. See if they agree. My mission statement, Gina. This is what I want this to be. I want this to be... Your manifesto. My manifesto is this Zoom space, this podcast, this whatever the fuck this is, is the pub at nine o'clock. Whenever you have like told me to fuck off and you're chatting to someone about The Sopranos, but I'm still there clinging on to dear life to that wee cunt that's saying that he's going to put the world to rights or she's going to put the world to rights or they're going to put the world to rights. That's what I want this to be. But I okay. want to hear people's ideas. I want to hear what they think the theatre scene here needs. And then I just want to have a chat about it. So Gina, for people who don't know you or me, do you want to talk a bit about Skelpie Limmer? What is Skelpie Limmer? So Skillful Liver is our partnership and it only really came into creation this year, I think. Um, 
like February time, January, February. It's a 2020 baby. It's just us making work and kind of came off the back of our show, Two Fingers Up, which we took to the Dublin Fringe Festival. It's all about female masturbation and sex education and how bad it is in Northern Ireland. There's other shows that we're going to make soon, but obviously we've been stopped a little bit. So what's it been like creating in lockdown for yourself? It's like different every day. So I feel like some days it's grand and I kind of, I'm glad that I have the time to focus and think about things. And I spend a lot of time when, when the world isn't under COVID, I spend a lot of time like touring and being on the road and being out with other shows. And that kind of means that it's hard to get the time to sort of be creative. So it's good in that way that I kind of have more control over my own time. But I also think that I am finding it really hard to be creative because I don't have any kind of outside forces like kind of stimulating my mind and like making me think of new things. And because I'm locked down alone, I think that it's very easy to just kind of get distracted watching something or like, so I think that I kind of wake up and be like, I could do this and I have all these ideas, but I just kind of don't get round to them. And then some days I do, but yeah, I think it's very up and down. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like I have days, I've been the same. Like I have days where I get up and I could write like three poems and like a scene of a play. And then I have days where I have to write something because I have a, we have deadlines or whatever and like just panic. Yeah, like, I think I'm worse on, well, I think this is a general rule. This doesn't, isn't just COVID. I'm worse when I have a deadline. Like I'm worse when I have to do something. Because I think sort of at the start, probably at the start of lockdown, I feel like me and you did quite a lot of like working together. And I think that I'm kind of fine on us sort of working on ideas together and stuff. But when I have deadlines for other things, I have a tendency to like forget about them or just have like a massive sort of block to them. So I'm kind of trying to avoid that. Like I I find it very difficult. What I'm finding tough is sitting in a room and actually like typing things out and writing things down. Because... I'm so used to like being in a room and like working on things in a room and seeing what works and like kind of like I'm very visually stimulated. See I think so like you and I are doing this playwriting course um where you're kind of given like prompts and stuff and I think with that I maybe would prefer to have like the space to have a conversation with someone to bounce off because well I know you and I kind of have been doing that if it's my own idea like from it's like you know immediate thing of like something I think of then I find it easier to spend a bit of time like thinking it through before I put it into words but if it's if it's like someone else has prompted me to do something or somebody else has commissioned me to do something I always kind of find that like more difficult I find it very very tough being commissioned for things and I'm I love it and I'm very grateful for it when it happens but I I kind of find it hard to like work from something that isn't just my own idea I suppose it's that thing that we were talking about in our writing course this week is like how emotionally invested do you actually have to be in your writing and how much of you has to be there which will be yeah. see how much of everyone is in these little podcasts is like what I what the ideas are and do they come from someone's actual kind of experience or whether or not they're going to be really random and fun maybe a nice mix is what you would hope for I think I've been so um because I've sort of been having like up and down weeks of whether or not I have ideas I kind of tried to focus some time on surrounding myself with like female kind of comedy voices Mm. because I feel like you have to like you have to kind of consciously put in more effort to surround yourself with 
a majority of female kind of comics than male comics. So I've sort of been doing that. So I've been like going through Netflix and watching as many kind of like female stand-ups and like shows written by women and like I'm reading Sarah Pascoe's book Animal and stuff. So I'm just, I feel like that kind of helps me because it's like engaging with things that I'm interested in, but like without it getting too serious. Cause I feel like that's a big thing for us. Like obviously we like writing about things that are like overall kind of serious, like sex education and like women's rights to their own body and stuff. But I just think that nobody's gonna, like I wouldn't engage with those topics if they were just given to me in a really kind of serious manner. So I think sometimes it's, I think that's what's difficult about not being around other people is that you kind of don't have the same sense of humour and like back and forth that you would have on a daily basis. So I feel like that's maybe a nice kind of way to step in with that is just have a lot of like female made work. That's something I've kind of, I've been trying to make like my goal for like the past year is trying to read more kind of female, fe- reading more female writers in particular and um, run through like a real string of picking up books written by men and like reading three pages of them. And like the way that they had like set out the mind of like a female character and their voice and everything just really pissed me off. And I there's I, like a there's a meme about it's definitely about Stephen King, right? I love Stephen King. It doesn't say that's who it's about, but a hundred percent is like writing female writer or female characters, and it's like she awoke breastily and bounced down the stairs tiddly, and it's just like every like every possible characterization of her is in reference to her kids. I love Stephen King and I think he's a great writer, but Jesus Christ, his women are something else. Like, they're so, so highly, and this this is the thing with horror writing in general, but they're so, like, eroticized and stuff, it's a bit weird. I saw a different meme, which again... There's more than one, there's two memes. There's two memes. It's a whole subculture, Gina, which was, the meme that I saw is actually, is potentially problematic in its own way, right? Right. And it was a passage where a male writer had styled a woman wearing black trousers with navy socks or navy trousers with black socks and the meme was that that that, like that was obviously written by a man (laughs) because you can't pair black and navy Mm. i think that has its own issues socks would be a bridge too far but i i have been known to wear a navy sweatshirt and black trousers and i don't really care what everybody thinks about that well then there you go, maybe you wrote it. Maybe that was a book that you wrote. Yeah, that's one of my novels. Twitter was just taking the hand out of you. So, Gina. Yeah. What should we call my podcast? Um. Oh, I don't know. Stanley? I don't know. What should, I mean, do you, do you want to convey your, your energy into it? This is the thing is like it's it's supposed to be like chatting about theater at the pub after the bar or like you know the theater bar. It could be called the theater bar. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah, I like that. I can call it the theater bar. At the theater bar, we're gonna have six or seven gins, and then we're gonna tell everyone how we feel. How about we bring you back at the end of the series for the after party? For the after party, and we'll go through everyone's idea, right? And we rate it out of ten, but we both. <gasps> Yes, that's what we're going to do, isn't it? Oh, I think that's cyberbullying. No, 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 because we're not going to really, realistically, like, they're not going to be bad ideas, are they? But maybe by the time the series is, is ended, right, you and I can actually have a drink in, like, your living room. Yeah, that'd be great. Or at least in my garden. Surely we'll get to that point. We could sit in the garden and have a drink. 
So Gina, any last words? Any words of good luck to the people that are going to come on and chat to me? I don't know when this is going to air, so I don't know how relevant it's going to be. But we're currently recording this during when Dominic Cummings is doing his live press briefing and we're missing it. But my question, and it's for Dominic Cummings, so I hope he's listening, <laughs> is how did he piss on a 260 mile journey if he didn't stop? And I want to know why no journalists have asked that yet. I know that's not the theme of this. But that's more likely what I would be talking about in the theatre bar. If we were currently in an actual theatre bar, I would be on a rant about how Dominic Cummins pissed. The second thing, maybe, is words of warning to other people. Um, it's chaotic. I feel like I would tell them that it's chaotic. There's a loose structure. That you don't, you're not a presenter who pulls things back to the original topic with too much force. So just really whatever they want to say, just say that. But that's what the theatre bar is about. It's the first time I've ever done nothing like this, so I can only get better, right? It's a scratchy episode. Okay, Gina, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. No problem. Have a good day and stay safe. Bye.